If you are listening to this podcast, it means you're searching, searching for someone who understands you, someone who gets you. You are yearning to be understood and to belong. Welcome to the Someone Gets Me podcast, where we help smart, talented, and sensitive people navigate an often insensitive world. I am Diane Allen, your host. My roles as ambassador, author, speaker, and intuitive mentor for bright and talented people are woven into each episode. I have the experience and knowledge to educate and inspire as I have been there and I understand your unique intensities, sensitivities, and challenges. Welcome. How to consciously shape your future. Hi, friends, it's Diane here. And today we're going to talk about using your current thinking, behavior, and words to consciously and on purpose with intention shape your future. I mean, so many people come to me thinking that things just happen and we're the victim of the circumstances and things like that. And I want to share that there is a way to consciously shape your future. Now, do we always get our own way all the time? Absolutely not. Sometimes that's a big blessing, actually. But there are some things that we can do to affect the world, to impact the, our experience of our life, and to remind ourselves that life itself is self-correcting. Like I, I've been telling people for years and years and years that the universe is self-correcting. So if you start going down a path that's not meant for you or isn't good for you in some way, the universe, your gut, something will give you a hint, a clue. And as I say, often it's whisper, roar, or two by four, that often people start realizing that if they make a decision that's not aligned with the highest good for them, that often they'll get warning or information coming through that tells them not such a good idea. So you've probably had it happen where you met somebody or you were going to do something and and your inner self, your that little voice inside your head goes, don't do it. Don't you dare. Don't you do it. And then you did it and you wish you didn't. Yeah. So we're going to talk about how to consciously shape your future with some intention and some focus so that those moments of regret are few and far between. We're not expecting anyone to be perfect at all of this, but we are expecting that we would grow along these lines. So one of the first things that that I want to talk about is the use of um, affirmations in intention. And a lot of times people use the I am affirmations, and that's great. And you want to say everything in, in first person, present tense. It's not not I'm going to, or it will happen because that keeps it in the future. It's I am. And that's really rooted in our, our groundedness, right? But try also realizing that if you pay attention to your body, that you are creating, you know, so let's let's use um, love. You know, I want love in my life, you know, to feel love more fully from the people in my world, whatever kind of love that is, right? All of the kinds. And so the I am loved or I am love itself, that's wonderful. And then you could also use an affirmation that says, I am creating 
love. I am creating the experience of enhanced love in my life, right? And then, or you could also raise your vibration a little higher and say something like, um, I am empowered to feel and be that love I meant to be, right? To use our own personal power. I stand in my authority, my spiritual authority to receive the love that is mine to receive, right? And then of course we have um, holding an intention that our heart is open and receptive because a lot of times what people are doing is they want something and they haven't considered what it will feel like to receive it. And so many times I see the fear of success in people or people who self-sabotage because they're right about to grab or receive that thing that they've been looking for and wanting that experience. And they don't know what to do with it or don't know how to receive it. So they push it away. And so we want to practice using daily and weekly affirmations, um, intentions, and as ways to consciously shape our life. So like when you get up in the morning, if you get up and go, oh God, it's another day, you're going to have a different day. Then somebody goes, great, it's another day. If I say and focus on, it's going to be a beautiful day today, and I am experiencing beauty and power and wonder in my world, that's a different future coming my way than, oh, I'm tired. I don't want to do this. And we all have our days. It's about realizing that it's it's kind of like a numbers game. You know, for everything we put out, we get 10 of it back. And so we want our numbers to go toward the side of where it is that we want our life to be. Like most of us want to have peace and love and happiness and joy. So watch your thinking. If you want to consciously shape your future, how you think matters. Now, I know you've probably heard this all over the place, but sometimes we get caught in our own little traps. You know, a lot of the people I work with, we all, and I find them in myself where we have these little sayings that we say to ourselves that when we dissect it, it's really not our highest good. Like sometimes there's a judgment in there, or sometimes there's grief, or sometimes there's guilt in there, or worry, right? And so sometimes we overlay something that could be beautiful with a a lower kind of not so exciting way to live, right? So we want to let ourselves be in command of what is going on by controlling what we're thinking and focusing on what is beautiful and good, capital G good, meaning spiritually good about the situation. And know that as we begin to use intention and use frames to change the way we think into something that's more empowering and more hopeful, that our world begins to change. So like, you know, I think it's Missouri, that's the um, show me state, right? Well, this is the opposite of that. This is understanding that you're going to see it in your life after you've made the inner shift. And sometimes it takes a little while. So if you've been going down the road of suffering and pain and fear and angst and grief for a long time, and you change your thinking um, tomorrow morning, by lunchtime, it's not going to be resolved. It takes a bit to get everybody aligned, your heart, your soul, your cells of your body aligned. And then of course, we want to practice receiving that which we say we want. 
so many people do not practice receiving. And an easy way to tell if you're good at receiving is, what do you say to someone when they give you a compliment? Like, I like what you're wearing or something like that, a simple compliment. If, um, if you say anything other than thank you, then you're not very good at receiving yet. You still have some work to do there. You know, I, I have, I've, I've seen lots of people, oh, I really like those shoes or I like that watch or whatever. Oh, well, that's it. And then they qualify. I got it. I got it at this thrift store or that thrift store, or I didn't spend very much money or, oh, that it's old. And if you discount the compliment, you're having difficulty receiving. And that might be the first place to start working is allow yourself to receive. In fact, I um I have a good friend of mine who was working on this very issue of receiving. And there was finally this one day when I said something that was um complimentary about her business. And her response was, I received that. And I was so happy because she was practicing receiving and she actually was able to receive that compliment without having to kick it back or justify it or explain it away. So if we want to consciously shape our life, we have to practice receiving. And on the, op- on the other side of that coin is giving. And we want to practice giving from our overflow. And particularly women in this society have been taught to give, you know, almost like a living sacrifice, give to your half dead. Well, that's not, that's not healthy. We want to give from our overflow, which means we fill our own tanks up and then we give from the extra. And so if we're going to fill up our own tanks, we have to be willing to receive in order to fill up our tanks, whether we're receiving air when we're breathing. So if you don't take full breaths, you're not receiving air or receiving, you know, care, attention, touch, any of those things. So that ability to receive really helps us deal with pain or suffering or those unnecessary kinds of feelings that we create by holding our breath, which can create anxiety and digestion problems, right? Or even when it comes to um, food and drinking, and sometimes people will say, well, I don't drink that much water or I have to restrict all the food I eat. Well, you want to pay attention to what you're eating. You want to eat things that are healthy and the intention, the affirmation, the manner in which you choose to alter your food or not makes all the difference in the world. Because if you're restricting in a um, controlling, which is fear-based kind of way, that's not nearly as effective as making healthier choices out of self-love and compassion. Because now you're willing to receive, you're able to receive the nutrients and the nutrition and the benefit of the decisions you're making to change your diet or shift things around in a way that serves you better. Because see, when we get stuck in this suffering external kind of thing, looking at the world, we can sometimes get in that victim consciousness. And then if we stay there for too long, it's really easy to use that as our badge of honor that this bad thing happened, or I've been suffering for X, Y, Z for so long and fighting this battle. You hear all those words, how hard they are and their hard end. And a much more effective way to shape our future that is not so arduous and difficult and warlike is to use compassion and softness and kindness. Think about water. 
you know, like drops of water, if you put it, drop it on, on a rock or, or even better on sand or something, you see the effect of those soft drops of water very quickly. And if it's a rock, because it's been hardened for a long time, it still impresses upon the rock. It's just a little slower because a rock is more dense. And so the words of fighting and um, pushing back really make it harder for us to receive. If you think about it, if, if, we're, if you were standing in front of me and I pushed on you, what's your natural response to push back? And so a more effective way to shape our future is to practice receiving by being kind and gentle and focused, right? Um, the, the tagline for my company, Visions Applied, is to, um, <laughs> there you go. See, I'm thinking ahead of myself. This is my thinking my brain going a little too fast sometimes. The um, tagline is focused action, powerful results, right? So when we have focused action, because it comes from a focused mind, our results become very powerful. So you want to listen to your life. If you're going to consciously shape your future, it requires listening to your life, listening to the feedback. Now, what I mean by listening is that deep listening, that listening with your heart, that part of you that reveals to you what you need to know as you need to know it. And so for me, I'll sit and meditate or I'll just be quiet or I'll walk through nature and I'll put my hand kind of over my sternum in the center of my chest, which is where the high heart is energy and feel like, how is this landing on me? How, how is this happening? what is going on, and deeply listening to the feel of my body in addition to what my brain might be thinking. Because often your brain may mislead you. Your brain might be thinking about something else that has nothing to do with creating and shaping the future that you want. And so listening requires going within and so it sometimes helps to put your hand over your heart to go within and say, okay, what's happening in here? And if you're not used to doing that, that might take practice, right? And so your heart, your inner self reveals everything you need to know, helps you see and reveals everything you need to know. And it reveals it in three specific ways. First, it reveals it through relationships, relationships with yourself relationships with other people, relationships with the environment. But whatever the relationship, you start getting information based on the relationship. So if everywhere you go, everybody's angry and mad all the time, are they reflecting anger back to you or are you, or are you in the wrong place? Right? Or whatever. Like there's lots of different ways to look at it, but you look, you pay attention, right? Pay attention to your relationship with yourself. Is your self-talk and your belief systems safe? Are you nice to you or are you mean to you? Are you smiling on the outside, but really hurting on the inside and ignoring your own needs? I mean, there's so many things to look at there with that deep listening. The second way is with experiences. What you experience in your life. There's so many things you can experience in your life, right? So many things. You can experience joy and happiness and compassion and pain and anxiety and suffering and all the 
gradients in between of all different kinds of things. And there's so many experiences we could have that there's not even enough words for them. So often, gifted people especially will have experiences that there's no words for. And so when we run into our head to try to find a word, it cheapens the experience sometimes. So it's about really listening to that inner part of our being. Like, how is what's happening landing on me? Whatever it is, there's no wrong answer. It's paying attention that matters. And the third way that that deep inner listening reveals things to you and helps you listen to your life is by what I would call signs and and um, information that just comes through. Like sometimes people say, you know, oh, you know, they're grieving the loss of somebody and a cardinal was their favorite bird. So their cardinals all of a sudden start showing up. Or um, I know a lot of indigenous folk and, and, um, and, uh, and so when they find a feather on their path, they know it has meaning. And uh, one time I was actually doing a meditation about, does my work really have any value in the world? Like in the big picture of life is what I'm doing, really serving the highest good. And the very next day when I opened my front door, there was this beautiful flight feather from an owl right in front of me. And there never had been a feather there before. Was it an accident? Maybe. Was it a spiritual experience, a sign, if you will? Maybe. I know I saved the feather. I know I was like, got goosebumps and was like, wow, that's really cool. So it opened my heart that little bit more to listen a little deeper. So there's all kinds of signs we get there. Some people look for, you know, consecutive numbers or double digit numbers on things. Or I know that I um, have a friend of mine who seems to, he says every time he meditates on a question, like within 24 hours, he, when he listens to music a lot, that some song will have some lyric that will answer the question or head him to the next step of his answer. And so there's all different kinds of ways that the world can work in your favor with synchronicity and help you see things when you're paying attention, when you're listening to your life and you're paying attention, you have the agency to consciously shape your future and you can leave victimhood in the dust. Even though our culture wants people to be victims and stay stuck. You don't have to. You can, but you don't have to. So you look for signs, you look for information, you feel your heart, you check experiences out in the world, right? What happens? How, how are you experiencing things? And you look at all the different kinds of relationships that you have within yourself and with others and with the world at large, all different kinds of things. And so you want to begin to see the higher consciousness of the universe working in your life in all different kinds of ways. Maybe prayers being answered, maybe an intention you set happening, maybe you're driving along and all of a sudden you, 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 know, you, you think you made a wrong turn, but you realize that the road you would have been on, you could have been in an accident or something could have happened. We all can relate to these things where when we really pay attention, we're always getting information that will help us, that will show us the way, that will support what we're doing. Because what's really true here is that your life is happening for you, not to you. 
So life is happening for you, for your benefit, for your welfare, for your joy, for your love, for your empowerment, for your agency, for your spiritual authority. It's happening for you. It's inviting you to step more fully into the essence of who you really are instead of playing small. There is nothing enlightened about playing small. So our life is happening for us, not to us. So when we look at the, look at anything and say, why is this happening to me? Which we all have done. We place ourselves in a kind of subservient victim kind of place. Now, that might be a place we start as we then start growing and healing and learn better. It's not about beating ourselves up. It's about awareness. It's about being clear with ourselves that when we stay in that, oh, it's happening to me, victim place, that we are cheating ourselves and cheating everyone around us out of the beauty of who we really are. Because when we play small, or as I often say, when you sit in the cheap seats, you don't have the um, impact and the satisfaction and the future that is available to you. Because we have free will and we have dominion, meaning that there's a law of natural consequences. You can choose to follow your heart's desire. You can continue to grow along spiritual lines and emotional lines and heal old wounds and take care of yourself better, all those things. You can do those things and that will shape your future. And you could choose to be bitter and angry and act up and, um, close yourself off and silo yourself and you're shaping your future. So this is why I tell people not to judge themselves or judge the future, but realize is what I'm thinking is what I'm doing is what I'm saying going to get me where I say I want to go. I ask myself that question all the time is what I'm about to do going to get me where I say I want to go is what I'm about to say going to get me where I say I want to go. Because so often, we as humans will say one thing or do one thing, and it's contraindicated for what we say our goals are. And so, it's important that when you listen to yourself really, you become more aware. With that awareness, you have permission to be more honest within yourself. It's not about whether you're a liar or honest. It's about a deeper level of honesty, a deeper awareness, a deeper understanding that allows you to see what's happening in your life and then consciously choosing what you're doing or shifting or changing or whatever it might be. That's how you consciously shape your future. And because what was good for you a year ago or maybe even last week or 10 years ago may or may not still be appropriate today. And 90 days from now, six months from now, a year from now, you may need to have released some of the things that are working perfectly for you today because you've grown and evolved. This is why it's so important to listen to our lives, listen to what's going on, pay attention so that we can make good discernment and make powerful decisions for our life. Know that if you find yourself weary and fatigued from the inside out and you empaths out there, gifted people, especially empath people and intuitive people, the world's goofy sometimes. There's lots of negative news, there's lots of stuff going on, what you know, all of that stuff, we can feel it. 
So if we're fatigued and we're tired because of the story that the world is doing out there, we need to be able to say, okay, I hear that, I get it, not take in that energy of it though to the best of our ability, and then to consciously shape our role in the situation, whether we're going to step into leadership, whether we're going to take an action, or whether we're going to do a certain you know, inner shift, whatever it is we're going to do, we need to be able to look at things from a perspective that says, what's the highest good for all concerned? What effect and impact can I have that will help direct things for the highest good of all concerned? Staying tired and you know, um, lethargic and withdrawing might not be in your best interest. It might be, but usually it's not. Usually if we intend and we intend to say, I'm going to go apart for a while and take a little retreat and really get more clear, listen more deeply about where I'm going, that's different than walling off the whole world or being angry or having static up or, you know, I call it conscious denial. Like, okay, if I don't look at it, it's not there. That that is also shaping your future, but it's not very conscious. So realize that everything you think, everything you say, and everything you do is shaping your future. The choice is the consciousness with which you do it. So you can beat yourself up and push and be hard on yourself. And you will pay that price. You will also pay the price if you're kind and loving and generous with yourself. I know somebody who um, works out a lot and has been getting injured more and more because over pushing and overdoing it and working out with people who um, are weight trainers, I think, and, and they, you know, and pushing, 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 and not really taking good care um, of his own body. And so here's what's happening. He's getting more and more damage, physical damage, you know, pain and stuff. But his mind is saying, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I'm going to keep going. Well, the law of natural consequences is in effect for all of us. So if something you're doing is causing injury or harm to yourself or others, my suggestion, listen to your life. Listen, there's a reason that's trying to help you see a higher, better, more productive way to move forward. It doesn't mean never work out in that case, right? It means maybe evaluate how and with whom and when or your motive or intention. So if you're trying to work out, but you're really angry and you're doing it just to prove things. Your muscles are going to be tight and rigid and not as receptive to the hydration you think you're getting and all of those things. That's different than working out intensely with love and compassion and openness because your mind listens to everything you're thinking and hears your own voice and listens to it above all other voices. So it's important we begin to really pay attention to what we're saying to ourselves. It's vital that we pay attention to what we're saying to ourselves. And the brain does not know emotion. So if you say something and then that's self-deprecating and then you go, oh, I'm just kidding. The brain doesn't know that you're kidding. That's not a thing. And that self-deprecating comment is logged in your body. And now we get to um, energetically and otherwise heal that. So, you know, once, once we start paying attention to what we're thinking, there are days we're going to be great at it and other days we're not going to be so great at it. I can tell you that. It's a work in progress for all of us, me included, like all of us are still working on it. 
Because as we listen more deeply to our lives, as we get more and more conscious about shaping our future, and our future is our next breath, it's tomorrow, it's next week. The future is, includes way out there future, but it also includes five minutes from now. It includes the next breath. It includes an hour from now. And so if we're living in the moment, the future is the next moment, right? So it matters that we consciously pay attention to what am I bringing to the next stage, to the next thing. In both my, in my thoughts, in my words, in my actions, what am I doing? So one of the things that you might want to do is what I call um, making frames. I have post-it notes. I love post-it notes and I love office supplies. And so I may have little post-it notes and once a week, like every Monday morning, I pull them out and I kind of close my eyes and listen to some really cool Zen music. And then I say, all right, what's going to be my frame? What's going to be my saying of the week? You know, um, one of them I had one time was taking action and getting results is easy because I found myself procrastinating. And so I'm like, I know I'm just going to keep saying taking action and getting results is easy. And I'm just going to focus on that. And I ended up having a lot more flow that week. You know, another time um, there's a lot of stress going on in my life and I'm like joyful moments, right? I, I, I'm tripping over joyful moments so that holding that in my mind and having written on a post-it note right in front of me reminds me to discipline my thinking to shape my future into something that is designed by me versus random things. Because if you let your brain go random and just do whatever it wants to, it, it's shaping your future no matter what you do. But do you want a random kind of haphazard experience in your future? Or do you want to have um, agency? in a way that serves you, in a way that takes you toward where you say you want to go. That's the decision right there. Not if you're shaping your future or not, but are you doing it consciously or not? Because everyone is shaping their future. Are you paying attention to the law of natural consequences? Are you? And then are you speaking and thinking and acting accordingly? It starts with being willing to receive. Sometimes that stinging kind of feedback that pierces our blind spot where we have to really look at ourselves deep and it doesn't feel so good at first. Sometimes it takes that. Sometimes when you ask your heart, it will tell you you're off track and you will have to listen to it if you really want to be conscious. Or sometimes you might ask feedback from a friend and they'll say something you didn't want to hear but they were honest. And so then are you going to receive and then not judge or anything, but receive and then make changes accordingly or not, but at least receive it, right? That's where free will comes in. So sometimes when we set about doing things consciously, it stings at first sometimes because we start realizing that maybe some of the things we were doing in the beginning weren't, weren't feeling so good and they weren't getting us where we said we wanted to go. And we weren't willing to hold ourselves accountable. We weren't willing to engage other people to help hold ourselves accountable, the whole thing. So that's what I think is so important is to consciously shape your future has to do with listening to your life really and has to do with that deeper level of honesty 
And sometimes you have to eat humble pie. Sometimes it really stings. But what I've learned over my life with all the stings I've, I've gone through and all the humble pie I've eaten, and I'm sure there'll be more. What I have learned is that life is better every day, even on the days that feel kind of yucky. I still can train my brain to say, this is a beautiful day. I am so grateful to be alive, right? We can have these experiences and still be okay. So friends, pay attention to consciously shaping your future. Pay attention to really listening to your life, listening with your heart. Listen to what your inner voice is saying, that gut of yours. Listen. Take command. Pay attention. And what you'll see is in short order, 30, 60, 90 days from now, you'll start seeing a big difference. That's how come I wrote the book, Some Daily Meditation for Visionary Leaders and Hope Realized are daily meditation books with with applications, not just, oh, think this, but do these actions and they will get you where you say you want to go and then a place to journal so that you can document your progress and you can pay attention to your focused action and your powerful results. So if you're having trouble with discipline or knowing where to get started, grab one of those books, Daily Meditations for Visionary Leaders or Hope Realized, and allow yourselves to have a guide. And uh, then you will start seeing that with consistency and repetition and patterning, that it becomes friendly to your soul and friendly to your mind and your emotions. And you will look back in 90 days and go, whoa. This is what consciously shaping my future looks like. So remember that you're beautiful, you are lovable, and you are capable. Thank you for listening to this episode of Someone Gets Me. I hope it served you well. And remember to put your face to the sun so the shadows fall behind you because you're a rock star. You're here on purpose with a mighty purpose. So go out there. Until the next episode of Someone Gets Me, be well. Are you tired of searching for someone to understand you? Join our Facebook group, Someone Gets Me. In this group, you will be able to connect with others who are intense, sensitive, smart, and talented. I share my insights and teachings, and you can connect with others in a real, authentic, safe forum. So join us today, Someone Gets Me.